Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, mystery seekers. My name is Marek Larwood, and welcome to The Mysterious Isle a podcast in which I would investigate the strange and peculiar goings-on that take place on the diamond-shaped island that sits across the Solent at the base of the United Kingdom. I'm talking, of course, about the Isle of Wight. This episode is the miracle of the model village. God's Hill, what is it? Is it a smaller version of Mount Sinai where... God appeared and gave Moses the Ten Commandments? No, it's not, mate. God's Hill is the place you see on most of the Isle of Wight postcards. It's the one with the thatched cottages and the nice church. That's God's Hill. No one who lives on the Isle of Wight ever goes to God's Hill. The only people in God's Hill are tourists wandering around wondering, what am I doing in God's Hill? God's Hill is famous for its model village, which is one-tenth the size of Old Shanklin. And there's even a model village within the model village. And rumour has it, this is where Christopher Nolan got the idea for the film Inception. Nothing ever happens in God's Hill. So little that in fact when most people send their postcards of God's Hill to relatives, they're left completely blank. So it was surprising when Stephen Hendry, not the snooker player, got in touch with his incredible tale. And the backdrop was God's Hill. Hello, um, thanks very much for agreeing to speak to me, no uh, Stephen. No. Um, just uh, to get this straight, first of all, um, you're not Stephen Hendry. No, no, I'm, I'm Stephen Hendry. He sounds, he sounds exactly the same, mate. Yeah, no, but on paper it's different as it's, it's a V instead of the PH, you see, and, and two E's instead of the Y. Oh, so Stephen Hendry. That's it, yeah. So not Stephen Hendry, right? Stephen. Right. Well, Hendry. also I like to think I'm I'm better than you know the other Stephen Hendry at, at snooker. And on what on what grounds are you better than him? Well, I'm I'm unbeaten. How many times have you played snooker then? Not, not. Right. So according to your theory, if you've never played a sport. You'd automatically be better than someone who had been playing it for their whole lives and then maybe just lost once. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that. Well, you, ju- you just said that. Okay, well, I, I am saying that. 
right, right, listen, this isn't big break, Stephen. Can we just, you know, hear the story? Just go go for the story, please. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I was on holiday on the Isle of Wight because I, I've been banned from Spain. And uh, I thought I'd do something for the kids, you know, something that they'd enjoy. So I decided to uh, go to the model village in, in um, God's Hill. So this is you um, and your wife and your kids? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm divorced, as it happens, and uh, the, the wife does actually have, have custody of, of the kids. Oh, right. So, but the kids were with you for the holiday, they're not? No, 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 no. So hang on a minute. So why did you do something that you thought the kids would enjoy if they weren't with you? Uh, it's because I could tell them about it and they'd want to spend more time with me, I think. Oh, and then they would think, oh, you know, our life is much more fun when we're with Dad. Yeah, that's it, that's uh, it. And then they eventually they would go, oh, right, you know, this, this is a much better lifestyle. So they just have a word with their mum and she didn't want to have anything to do with you. So the only choice they've got is to yeah. initiate court proceedings and um, that overturns the original custody yeah. their mum's got and they have to come live with you precisely precisely yeah and then so hopefully your wife would break down having lost the kids and, and she'd regret leaving in the first place so sorry I'm just pres- I'm presuming that it was that she that she left you yes yes she she did yeah well, that sounds like a very clever plan, Stephen. So, um, sorry, giant trim drop. Can you continue? Yeah, on no. The story? So, so I was looking around the model village, and uh, one of the attendants comes up to me and says, "Oh, you can't drink that in here." Right. Um. What What were you drinking? A bottle of gin. Yeah, bottle of um, Gordon's. I think it was. No, sapphire. Sapphire. It was a. It was a gift. Right. I mean, to be, to be fair, that is more of a ride high street type of thing to do I mean did you get mm. kicked out of no no I, I said I said I'm not drinking anything uh, you know and I put the, the bottle down although to some people it would have looked like I threw it aggressively into the model model of the church causing severe damage to the structure and destroying a few of the, the models so which one was it did you, did you put it down or did you throw it at, at the church I you know I like to think that I put it down you know but then the attendant bloke goes, you've just, you know, got yourself in serious trouble, mate. And then all of a sudden I had this incredible feeling. It was, um, it was extraordinarily painful. Well, the attendant was kicking you in the balls. No, he was, uh, he was actually nowhere near me. It was this awful sensation like, um, oh, like, have you ever been struck by lightning? No. Okay, uh, have you ever been hit by a car? No, not yet. Have you ever covered hair straighteners with, let's say, grit and, and stuck that up your ass, full pelt? Uh, well, uh... Never done I, that? Well, I can't, I can't sort of say mm. 100% either way, well, really. Well, it was, you know, it's kind of all three of these things all thrown together, mm-hmm. if you can kind of picture that, which obviously you can't, but... Anyway, I passed out for a few minutes and then and then I woke up and it seemed as though I was in exactly the same place as before, but somehow it was it was different. Well, because um, you know, maybe because you were lying down. No, it's because all the people were were models. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, sorry. Let me get this straight. You're saying that you were somehow magically shrunk 
into yeah. model size in the model village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, it seems crazy. I, I know. No, it yeah. seems like bollocks, Stephen. <laughs> so, if you're a model in this model village, how did you survive? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Marek, it was it was terrifying at first. Uh, you know, initially, I was just trying to escape the feet of tourists. You know, giant shoelaces coming swinging at your foot pelt, mm-hmm. and uh, as you can imagine, being that small. Luckily, it was uh, it was mainly old people who who actually moved very slow. So it was it, it was all right. How long were you a model size for then? A year. A whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, Stephen, but you better not be bullshitting me because this is a serious podcast, mate. And I know what my investigative, 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 investigative credentials, yeah, you heard, to be undermined by some prick taking the piss. No, no, I'm not taking the piss, mate. I, I, w- I wouldn't do that. Oh, so what, what did you have to eat and drink then for this whole year? Well, I was in despair, so I just drank the rest of the bottle of gin that I'd thrown at the church. Uh, then I survived on, you know, berries, kind of bits of food that the tourists would drop. I mean, it's doable. Yeah. At no point did you think, oh, right, I'm going to try and communicate with someone to try and help me. Oh, no, no, I, I did think about that. But then my mind started wondering, I thought, if I if I kind of go, go for help, people, I could end up in some kind of laboratory, having my dick cut off, my head shaved, you know, shit like that. Um so they could try and work out like why I'd shrunk. So I thought I'd just keep a low profile and just just try and work things out myself. You, you know what I mean? So you didn't communicate with anyone because you were worried they were going to cut your dick off? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it must have been you know, pretty lonely then having to spend a whole year by yourself. So you would think that, wouldn't you? But actually... You get used to it after a while, you know. It's it's nice to have a bit of a bit of space, a bit of, a bit of time to yourself, you know. And you had no human company whatsoever. Well, I mean, obviously, I had a, a couple of relationships. Yeah, sure. What do you mean, a couple of relationships? Well, you know, like I I, I dated a couple of the models. You know, I've always wanted to date a model, so I suppose, you know, uh, that that was uh, a wish come come true, really, in, in that respect. Well, I don't know what it is with this podcast and people getting off with inanimate objects because these are plastic figures in the model for Christ. That... Well, there was actually a plastic figure of Christ as well, but I did not have a relationship with him. Right. Yeah. But he actually took quite a lot of the, you know, the gym bottle. And... Well, I don't know if I want to hear this anymore because last episode there's a woman getting off with a plasticised model and now you're doing it and... To be quite honest, I'm sorry, Stephen, but it makes me want to be well, sick. But the thing is, uh, Marek, it's 2018, and I like to think that in the future, people will be more open-minded, you know, and it, w- it would be acceptable for people to have relationships with an animal object. All, all right, mate. You know, you know, I don't want you using this podcast as some sort of mouthpiece for your sick perversions. And if you were really shrunk for a year, tell me, why don't your family alert the police and then tell them that you're missing? Because I wrote them a postcard just telling them what was going on. What, that you were getting off with inanimate objects? Well, not that bit, obviously. Well, well, you wrote them a post... What? You wrote them a postcard, you say? Yeah. What, a normal-sized postcard? Yes. Well, how did you do that, then? You know, I can't remember off the top of my... I think I was drunk. What, drunk enough? You could hold a massive pen twice your body weight. Yes, I'd had like three droplets of gin that night, and it some yes some bits were a little fuzzy. Right, so you did this postcard. You got off with some plastic models, 
And then what happened a year later? Well, funnily enough, I had that similar feeling again, you know, with the hair straighteners and the gravel. But this time, it, it felt very, very similar, but like the hair straighteners were being pulled back out my ass. Do you know what I mean? Well, I sort of, I sort of understand a little bit. So, and then you, you had the, that feeling the hair straighteners being pulled out of your ass. Yeah. And what, then you woke up normal size and everything was back to normal. Yeah, all just normal again. Really weird, really weird stuff. And I'm the first person you've told about this. Well, you and the kids, yeah. Right. Okay, I think I've spoken enough to you, Stephen, and I'm going to investigate this further. Thank you. I mean, I would say thank you for your time, but I feel a little bit disgusted. All right, good luck with the snooker. Cheers, buddy. I'm not the snooker player. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Hello, listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, why not check out themysteriousisle.com where there are links to the YouTube videos of The Mysterious Soul, another separate series. Also, if you want to support this podcast, go to mysteriousisle.com and you can donate and you can receive rewards such as unbroadcast podcasts, unseen short films and postcards and badges. Have a look on the website. Also follow at Mysterious Soul and at Marit Larwood. That's the advert. I went to the model village to find out the other side of Stephen's story, if there was one, and I managed to locate Herbert Downs, who was the attendant you may remember from Stephen's story. Here's what he had to say. I remember the day very clearly the gentleman in question was causing a not unconsiderable fracas. He was walking around swigging from a gin bottle and accusing models of staring at him. So I approached the gentleman and I informed him that he could not drink alcohol on the premises, at which point he then threw the bottle directly at a model church, causing considerable damage. I was quite taken aback, but I told him to vacate the premises immediately. He bluntly refused and then began walking around shouting, I'm, I mean I shouldn't really repeat these words, I'm the mother effing god of doom, and then stamping on all the models. I immediately um, called the police, who arrived on the scene about five minutes later. Uh, the individual then got into a fight with the police, uh, whilst continuing to shout that he was a giant. And eventually, after more police assistance came, um, he was uh, restrained and taken from the premises. I believe that several police officers were injured in the arrest, and as a result, he received a 12-month custodial sentence. So there we have it. Stephen Hendry wasn't shrunken at all, but he just concocted the story so he could lie to his family about his 12 months prison stint. What an asshole! But it's another mystery solved. It's time for the letters section. Letter section. The letter section. The letter section. Well, there are no letters because no one has written in. Oh, thanks a lot. If you do want to write in with your mysteries about anything, why not email themysteriousisle at gmail.com and any letters will be much appreciated. Also, I'd like to thank Matt Skillington for appearing in this podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Skillington and his sketch group at Seldom Differ. Have a look at their YouTube videos. They're very good. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay safe. <laughs>